G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. It was a friend of mine who was an English friend, um, and I I did his voice, you know. He was really sort of a bit like that, which sounds to me like David Beckham. He's really... uh, (laughs) Actually, no, Dave Beckham's really sort of one of those sort of voices in it. But, uh, yeah, he's he's a fun one. Um, But that's where it all started, and then not long after that, I was imitating people in my church and imitating um, people that were on TV back in the late 80s. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we'll start off with a little bit of fun today as impersonator and comedian Ben Price, along with his many voices, is in our Melbourne studios with Eric Scadabo and production assistant Kim Black. Ben will eventually share a bit of his story and about how he got started as an entertainer and imitating people. That's all coming up today on The Story. Well, you may have seen him on Australia's Got Talent or on one of the many morning shows that he's appeared on. He's impersonator and comedian Ben Price. And he was supposed to be with us here today, but I'm looking across the studio and I'm seeing a cast of thousands. Uh, sir, what, what, what's your name? Hey, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I told you that I'll be back, but this is this is crazy. And I brought some buddies with me. Do you want to speak to some oh, of yes, these guys? Oh, yes, please, please. It's Donald Trump here. Very excited. What a great station this is. I really love it. It's, it's tremendous. You're a great interviewer. Unlike some of the uh, liberal media out there, I don't like them. But I love your country. I love Australia. It's a tremendous place. We're going to build a wall all around Australia. We're going to get New Zealand to pay for it. <laughs> and it's Homer Simpson here. And I wanted to say hi. I'm so excited to be here. Woohoo! <laughs> Anybody else over there? Hey, it's Owen Wilson here. Wow, I'm so excited <laughs> here being with another fellow American. Wow. Hey, you know what? They say we only use 10% of our brains. I'm here to say we only use 10% of our hearts. Wow. <laughs> Let's move uh, to Australia. Oh, I'm trying to reach the uh, microphone. It's uh, John Howard here and... Uh, <laughs> I've just been uh, doing some power walking. It's it's great. I'm 80 years old. I still go power walking every day. It's great. And let's move over to the other side. Is Kevin Rudd in the room? Uh, yes, it's Kevin Rudd here, the former Prime Minister <laughs> of Australia, or as we say in Mandarin, Ni hao fong pei, shi shi, shi la. Well, it is uh, Manu here from uh, Australia's Got Talent, but I'm also a judge on uh, my kitchen rules. And, uh, <laughs> And I have to ask, where's the sauce? Where is the sauce? And speaking of cooking, I understand there's a certain cook that you uh, know. Uh, Jamie Oliver, if that who you after, yeah, if if wicked to be here, my old mate. I'm um, really excited. Happy day. <laughs> uh, we're going to cook up some pukataka, and uh, hopefully we can get some food happening uh, real soon. Uh, not just because I love to eat good food. I'm a little bit hungry because I'm sort of going broke. My restaurants are closing down, and um, <laughs> things aren't going so well. <laughs> 
And I think we'll wrap up with uh, Mission Impossible star. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Woo! <laughs> I love this show. Woo! So excited. Okay, well, the, my head is just spinning. I can't keep up with all of the many people. This is more people I've had on the program ever. But I think it has one common denominator. Ben Price, thank you so much for coming to the program. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. Glad to have you with us and your many Pleasure. voices and characters. I know. I'm thinking... Growing up, you must have had a lot of fun in school. Yeah. Your, your teachers must have loved you. If I've grown up, that is. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's debatable. Uh, they, they did. Yeah. Would, you said they loved me or or were like annoyed by me. I think well, I, I, I they seem to actually really enjoy it. I remember oh, uh, imitating many, many teachers. And uh, it's funny because I can still do some of them. Is that how it all got started for you? At school, at church, yeah. Oh, in fact, I was at a church where there was about five or six people that in the church that I imitated, and I could do them pretty well. And uh, yeah, it was quite funny, actually. Most, I, I'm not that I, you know, go to a lot of churches, but I've been to a few, and uh, I think there's always been at least two or three people that I've been able to imitate there. Oh, and and some of them so well that um, I would ring up the church pretending I was one of the <laughs> elders. <laughs> and well, that could full, cause problems. <laughs> yeah, it did. And they, they just thought it was him and uh, completely fooled them. It was it was hilarious. Oh, wow. I, I thought they thought it was me. But I um, there was a few voices that I could just perfectly nail. They, they were incredible. And so you were in school and church imitating yeah. these different people. And yeah. it just came to you. You just one day thought you'd give it a go or... I think so. Yeah, I, I think I you remember was, back to your first imitation. Well, it was it was a friend of mine who was an English friend, um, and I, I did his voice. You know, he was really sort of a bit like that, which sounds to me like David Beckham. He's really uh, <laughs> actually no, Dave Beckham's really sort of one of those sort of voices in it, and. Um, yeah, it's a funny voice because he's so, you know, you look at him and he's muscular, he's athletic, you expect him to be like, yeah. you know, not Jason Statham or someone like that, you know, but basically sort of sounds like, like this, it's really, <laughs> the voice doesn't really match his, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's, he's a fun one, um, but that's where it all started and then mm -hmm. not long after that I was imitating people in my church and imitating um, people that were on TV back in the... Late 80s, yeah. Wow. So at what point did you say, hey, I could maybe do this oh, like professionally? Well, I wanted to play cricket for Australia. That was my absolute... That right? Yeah, I, I was dead set. That was what was going to happen. Not just, oh, I hope so. I, I planned it out and that was what I was going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was 100%. But I, I decided early on that... Uh, actually, I think I wanted to do both when I realized I could do voices. I thought that could be a, a fun thing. But uh, then the, the passion for the comedy grew far greater. Mm. And, and I didn't like Saturday afternoons fielding in the heat. I thought, you know, <laughs> I'd rather be at the beach or something and then doing gigs at night. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I still love that. But then I, um, I, I actually, when I was 15, I wanted to do um, tapes. Because remember tapes? Yep. yep. Yeah. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Because yep. that was what I, I thought. Oh, oh, yeah. I'd love to make cassette tapes for a living, and uh, <laughs> I made one in '96. Like it was a my first one, and then did CDs after that. But basically, I was um, that was what I wanted to do. And then I realized, oh, I can do it in front of a live audience. It's, oh, you just wanted to record yeah, just some comedy to record bits? just to record comedy sketches because yeah. I used to listen to a lot of those um, comedy sketches or um, mm. even, yeah, back growing up and. Um, 
Monty Python sketches. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, tapes, like comedy sketch tapes. And, uh, and I, I still love all that sort of stuff. But, but yeah, live audience. There's nothing like a, oh, yeah. a live oh, laughter yeah. immediately. It's fantastic. So then you stepped out and you actually went in front of a live audience? Yeah. Well, I think, uh, cause people would get me up to, um, oh, at church, they'd, they'd say, get up and do the announcements and, uh, do all these imitations and then get up and, uh, and someone would book me for their 21st and someone would book me for oh, their wow. wedding. And, uh, and that's where it all started. And I even remember doing it in front of my classmates in year nine, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you kind of thought, Hey, this could go somewhere. Is yeah. Kind of what you were thinking at that point. Or? I know it's, it's changed a little since then, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Now you mentioned going to church. Church yep. was a big part of growing up. Oh yeah, always, always. And uh, mum tells me that I, when I was about three, I ran up to the stage to grab the microphone and start talking. Is that right? Yeah, well, this was like, you know, a few hundred people in the church. <laughs> really? Like, Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> I so I, do I an must imitation. have had that, uh, yeah, <laughs> desire in me from a very, very early age. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's actually a really good, uh, platform for, people in creative arts to study. A lot mm. of singers end up yeah. doing really well because they've grown up in church mm -hmm. and they've had confidence and you get to speak in front of – I mean, it's just a bonus really. But, yeah, yeah that's um, – for me, I've been at church since uh, since my whole life really mm. and thank but, God for that. I mean, there's a number of people who grow up in church, but yeah. there are very few people who are passionate about sharing their faith. That is true. But is you've so always true. wanted to share your faith. Yeah, I know. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, I guess when I was, uh, about six or seven, when I really understood, I think I had my mum explain to me that, you know, not everyone is going to know who Christ is. And I think she explained it fairly simple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew heaven and hell and I understood that. And I, I said, why don't we tell people about this? And she said, that's what we're meant to do. That's, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand the Great Commission or even know about it. Just to me seemed natural that we should, shouldn't we just go out there and do that? And uh, so I did a, a childlike faith, huh? Childlike faith went yeah. out with my friend, and we just open air preached in the park. <laughs> Didn't really have a, at six years old. You were like, "Yep, this is I what I was supposed seven. to do." Yeah, okay. I waited. <laughs> I was, uh, I was seven. held back a year. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I just went out, and uh, I, I distinctly remember a conversation. I, I, I didn't have very good apologetics because when I, I told them you need to believe in Jesus, and they'd say, "No, nah, we don't believe in that." And I said, "No, nah, you have to." Yeah, <laughs> isn't that just a great to. defense for my faith? <laughs> yeah, you have to. And then they'd say, "No, nah, we just get buried and we die, and we that's it." And I said, mm. "No." Nah, it's not true. Um, so I distinctly remember this conversation, but uh, it, it didn't deter my faith sharing. So I kept sharing it with everybody I knew. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I was just, I wanted people to know. I wanted people to know this uh, passion that I have for Christ. So I'm, I'm grateful that, he, that God burned me with that mm -hmm. at a very young age. <laughs> You're listening to The Story. Comedian and impersonator Ben Price has joined us today, along with many of his voices. Next, we're going to hear more of Ben's story, including a time in his life when he struggled with anxiety. All that and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. 
We're back with more of comedian and impersonator Ben Price, who's joined us along with his many voices. Before the break, we heard how he became a Christian and how, at an early age, he'd like to share his faith. Now, we're going to hear more of his story, including a time when he had some serious struggles in his life. So you started off on fire, regularly sharing your faith. Yeah. Now, what about when you got into your teenage years? Did you still keep that passion? Even to a certain extent, yeah. I remember sharing it with, um, there was, was, funnily, uh, there was a girl I rang by mistake. I had a friend, yeah, you used to remember everybody's phone number. And now yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> now you just need to press. We don't have an email anymore. It's yeah. like uh, you know, back then it was just you'd ring them up. And I remember I accidentally rang the wrong number by one number, mm-hmm. and this young girl answered the phone. I thought, oh, she sounds nice. And I'm 15 years of age, and, <laughs> and then I said, she sounds okay. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'll keep talking then. And uh, and then I used to ring her up from time to time. And really, yeah. And we, were, you know, I wanted to meet her one day, but then. I couldn't help but share my love for God, you know, and and she was like, "You just talk about God a lot," and uh, and we we never met. And I think it put her off, but it was like huh. e- even then I had yeah. to I had to share. I'm not going to hide that. Um, yeah. And uh, even into you know my early twenties, it was still still that way. It it, it probably got a little bit uh, as you get older. The older you get, mm-hmm. the the more you start to. St- sort of pull back a little mm. bit because you start to realize, oh, not everyone likes that. And mm. unfortunately, sometimes that gets a bit curbed. And uh, that certainly happened for me a little mm. bit where I stopped, not completely stopped, but it was less and less. So we want to find out how you started to get into entertainment. Yeah. But then also you're kind of hinting toward it's hard to be successful, but yet also be strong in your Christian faith. Can be, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, for sure. So what was the first thing you did? What was your first venture into this new career in entertainment? Yeah. Well, I, I was doing some um, sales jobs, you know, lots of things from selling um, photocopiers, selling houses and that, but but all the while doing comedy as well and usually on weekends and, oh, okay. and that, but it gradually grew and grew to the point where it was like, no, I'm going to have to forego that and I think it was like 19 years ago that I f- went full-time mm-hmm. and said, that's it. I'm going 100% all in for comedy. And so, yeah, I do all kind of events, of corporate events and church events and you name it, uh, you know, all around Australia, some in the some in the U- US. When you were deciding which ones to do, were there some that you kind of had to compromise your faith or what, did you go through that challenge? Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there's and there's been times where I probably did some events where I may have been in a stage where I I compromised a little bit. My comedy's always been clean, but mm-hmm. there's probably times where I look back now on some old footage and I think, oh, I don't, I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. now. Ooh. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I I cringe a little bit and I think I probably had, yeah. But for the world standard, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nothing, that's yeah. no big deal. But it might have been a bit of a you know, innuendo, mm-hmm. um, but God, thank God he dealt with that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I remember um, there were certainly some times. And since then, you know, I've come to a point where I'm t- I've taken a stand like Daniel who purposed mm-hmm. in his heart, I won't defile myself eating mm-hmm. the king's food. I, I took that stand and said, God, I, I don't want to cross that line no matter mm-hmm. what. And there's been certain times where because of – not because of – a legalistic stand. Oh, I know I I can't do that, but because no, I oh I just can't do that anymore. Mm. I can't stomach that anymore. So yeah. I, I I can't go there anymore. And there's been certain 
yeah, definitely there's been a few times where I could have done opportunities that would have been amazing. For the career. For the career and definitely pushed me forward even more and it would have meant way more money and I've just had to say, unfortunately, I can't do it mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to compromise the yep. gospel. Yep. Yeah. So that that's that's the bottom line. If it's if it's going to compromise in any way, I've said, yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. When you're in the public, you know, you want to. I, I want to represent Christ in the in the best way I can. Mm-hmm. So your career started to take off. You're having success, yeah. but then on a personal level, there were some issues. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I, I personally, I had become a little lukewarm, which mm-hmm. is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd become, you know, I was still going to church and I still had that, but I had stopped sharing my faith. I, you know, my career has, was starting to become the number one thing. Other things took over, you know, you look at Jerusalem, when you see the city of Jerusalem in the Bible, it's surrounded by walls and the enemy gets in through breaches. Well, mm-hmm. I had breaches in my walls around my life mm-hmm. and you know, things were uh, starting to fall apart, I guess, in mm. that sense, spiritually. And so I began to just fade and get lukewarm. And I knew that I had to get back to where I wanted to. And so, you know, my personal life, I went through some severe anxiety. I think I think God has a really mm. good way of getting our attention. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, he humbles the exalted and he exalts the humble. And I was... In, Wait, in how that, did that come about? You're just... Going well, along, cruising along, and then? Yeah, I remember it was almost 10 years ago at this mm. point in my life, and I remember actually uh, going to sleep, and just as you do every night, yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. woke up in the middle of the night with uh, an extreme headache, and I didn't know what it was. I actually thought, I had these irrational thoughts, I'm, I feel like I'm going to die, pass out of my sleep, wow. and uh, and I, I barely slept that night, and I thought, oh, I'll be okay, and the next night I thought, I'll I'll you know, go to sleep and sleep that off. And sure enough, I went to sleep and I woke up, same thing happened again and it was worse. And uh, I went to the hospital even to check this out. And I remember- It was that serious. It was that serious. I thought, I don't know what's wrong with that. I've never experienced this in my life. Mm. And it turns out I was just anxious. I was like- That's all it was? Is that all? Like, really? Like, what what are you anxious about? I don't know, this, whatever this is. And even the doctor who was Indian, or still is, (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't seen him since One of the doctors came and said uh, After a brain scan, nothing It's okay, nothing, nothing Which is, you don't want to hear that word, nothing When you've just had a scan of your brain But uh, He's like, no, you're, you're just stressed It's all right And so I went, okay um, but it Was, was there anything out of the ordinary Happening at that time in your life? Well, I had this um, I remember even talking to uh, I think some youth group somewhere where, And I said to them I have this goal. A lot of Christians might have goals to be a missionary somewhere mm. and do all these um, bucket list of what we want to do for the Lord, for the kingdom. And I said, at the moment, my big goal is to be able to be saying, I don't care or I'm unashamed of the gospel. Mm. I said, because I struggle with it. I said, you know, I'm I'm happy to tell people in church that I love God, but I struggle with that when people ask, what did you do on the weekend? Oh, I, I had an opportunity to mention church or at least lead that conversation to, mm. towards God. And so that that was a struggle point. And at that particular time, I started learning um, chapters of the Bible, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But it's fun. It's, it's a real- Memorizing- Memorizing full chapters. Full chapters. Full chapters wow. of, of the scriptures. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. And I, I started doing that 
all the while I still needed to really Did you do be these in unashamed. different voices or just the- uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, all, funny that you say that because I remember telling this lady from the school uh she was a Chinese lady and I said that how I'd learnt Psalm 1 and I said it really helped Psalm 1 had helped me and she's like oh yeah someone had helped me too and I'm like <laughs> not not Psalm 1 <laughs> Psalm 1 <laughs> So there, there was a bit of fun, just and but I just learnt them, and then I think they were in my head before they were in my heart. Because when I was in the hospital, you know, just desperate uh, mm. for the Lord, I really prayed to God, and I started quoting these psalms. And Psalm four, I just randomly said that, uh, which was, "Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me. Hear my cry for help." Um, the end of that chapter says. I will lay down and sleep if you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. I was I was having trouble sleeping, so yeah. I could not believe how like I had an Owen Wilson wow <laughs> moment of how incredibly pertinent that was for me. It was like that was spot just on. the right verse just, at just yeah, the right and, time. But it encouraged me knowing that God was with me going through anxiety mm-hmm. and um so many people have anxiety and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um I went through it I, I, I like to you know, get on top of things immediately. Mm. Um, not with everything, but with with sickness, I'm like, no, I'm not not putting up with that. And so, three and a half months of going through it's a short stint of my life, but it was it was like a nightmare. It's the feeling of missing, or when you've misplaced your um, your children. Mm. <laughs> that sounds pretty negligent. Oh, but every parent can relate to what yeah, you're talking about, and, and it might be you know thirty seconds, but that it feels panic. like thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah, and you go, where are they? And that that heart, but that's how you were feeling. That yeah, panic feeling. Mm-hmm. I felt that for uh, you know a few months, and it was just. But it was just coming. Just that feeling was coming, but without yeah misplacing your children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there was nothing bad going on. Sometimes yeah. I was having you know a cup of tea up in the Dandenongs, you know, having yeah. a beautiful day, and and then I was feeling this uh, intense anxiety, and it was just comes on out of the blue. It was horrible, wow. but uh, but for me, it was actually um, you know not just that I went through it as a physical pain but it was uh something that you know i really felt god was getting my attention to wake mm. me up to say yeah. you know get real you know don't be lukewarm anymore revelation uh mm-hmm. three talks about lukewarm and uh talks about coming back to that first love and i mm-hmm. needed to get back to that yeah. and really come back to that realign myself with christ and say god um and i remember i remember being in tears just having this moment yeah <laughs> where um yeah, just said, Lord, you know, this. I've I've made my career my idol, if if you like. I'd made mm. that my focus, and there's nothing in itself wrong with that. But it was just, I said, Lord, I, I, it belongs to you. You've given me. Yeah, it's it's from you, God, and you can do with it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm yours, Lord. You know, and just that humble. Mm-hmm. God had humbled me. It wasn't anything I had done. It was just incredible. So you just turned it all over to him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, there was time where of just repenting of other little things that were in my life and mm. just, it, it was really good because, um, yeah, it was coming back to that, um, not expecting anything, but just the grace of God was mm. just overwhelming and knowing that, yep, he's forgiven me a hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, just saying what, what next Lord, um, but it's all. All for you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't that long after that that um, the Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of interesting. Because I was in that point of saying, "Well, I don't really care now what what happens." Because it's like, Lord, it's uh, it's in your hands. So when you gave it away, 
Yeah, that's when things. Well, it's kind of like God allowed me to go through that, and then and then I said, I remember even saying, oh. Should I do this, God? I mean, if it was, you know, six months before, it would have been, oh, yeah. But I really like, oh, I don't know. don't know whether I should even do this. But then I thought, well, if I, if I can glorify God and give him all the honor in mm-hmm. this, yeah, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll do it, which um, which I got to do. Yeah. So I got, to, I got to do that. That was kind of your breakthrough performance? That, that was a breakthrough performance. That was that was huge. That was a massive turning point because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you – yeah, there was there was uh I was still full time before that and I was still getting enough, but that really boosted and mm-hmm. it wasn't just people in Melbourne that knew about what I did, but the whole of Australia got to see what I do and a lot of opportunities. Unfortunately, we're quickly running out of time, but uh, how should we wrap up our conversation today? Do you want to do it or does one of your many characters want to do it or <laughs> Well, it is Morgan Freeman. And it has been <laughs> So good to chat with you this afternoon. It's so much fun. Well, Ben Price and all of your other alter egos, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Well, that was a lot of fun having impersonator and comedian Ben Price in the studio today, along with Eric Scadabo and our production assistant, Kim Black, providing some laughter in the background. As it says in the Bible, a cheerful heart is good medicine. So I hope you had a healthy dose of laughter today. Well, Ben Price has been making people laugh on several TV shows, and as we heard, he had his big breakthrough performance on Australia's Got Talent. If you'd like to know more about Ben and all the activities he's been up to, his website is benpricecomedy.com. That's benpricecomedy.com. Well, thanks for joining us for a little bit of hilarity along with Ben's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. We've just come back from the Gulf province and so the Pacific Link would be at anchor in a wide area of the river and then every morning the healthcare workers and volunteers, we'd get loaded onto the Zodiacs. There were three Zodiacs and we would do at least a one-hour journey upriver into sort of the shallower waters to the more remote villages. And these villages have absolutely no access to any form of medical facility. Wayne and Chris Burke share their story as a couple and how they both serve the Lord on a ship ministry. All that and more next time. The story. story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.